Bobby Bones post-show pre-show. Hello, friends. The update from yesterday is we're not asking Eddie to carry our dogs for $125. I saw that. Yeah. Thank you. We did it ourselves. I saw that. I'm not paying 125 bucks. Something you should have volunteered to do for free. Was that the reason why? Because you didn't want to pay me, or just because you're like, it's Partially. okay, we can do it ourselves. Partially. Oh, and Amy's over here negotiating against me, which I love, by the no, way. No, I don't. Amy and I were on Facetime last night, just catching up, like real life catching up, not just radio catching up. And I was just, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you told her this in my heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, okay, my fault. You had the only truck. Bad. They could drive in the snow, really, and you didn't want to do it. So. No, I did want to do it just for a little bit of cash. Yeah, I'm going to go broke paying Eddie to do things. <laughs> uh, we also knew that it was going to storm again last night, like snow and ice storm, and we had to get them to the vet, and then we had to, since we are already at the vet, and the vet, our vet's like half an hour away, the, the dog place where we're going to leave them as we go out of town for a few days is near the vet, so we just drove them over there. Seriously, though, how was the drive with them, too? Did they fight at all, or you were no, able to? We, we ha- no, they don't fight. We also had them in animal straps. Like Caitlin has, a, there's a strap that the dog stays in in the back, like a dog seatbelt like thing. Like a seatbelt? That's yeah. cool. And Stanley has one up front. So they didn't fight because they really couldn't go anywhere. So I mean, fine. I do that with my kids. Separate but, them. But they don't, they only fight. Like, we had an issue. There was some blood drawn maybe yesterday. Yes. I, you were I, here. Oh, I heard the drama. They play outside like best friends. And then inside, they got into a, such a big fight that, they had both of them had blood on them. We don't know where it came from. One of them bled. <laughs> you don't know whose blood it was. We would co- they both had scratches. <laughs> but with dogs, it's hard because you know they have fur and it's hard to see mm-hmm. where the cut is. So, but they're 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 we're working through it. Right. We love them both. We're working through it. Uh, Amy, your daughter, since all the snow's happening, was like given a second chance to do a bunch of uh, schoolwork. Is that right? Yeah, it was really awesome. Her teacher sent, she didn't have like some of the best grades, and it wasn't just for Stashira. I think it was for like all the kids. Because I think hopefully it's because like, hey, look, we weren't planning on having this snow day. So why not use the day to do these assignments and we'll re-log them and you can bring your grade up. So she did it and brought her grade up to a B. So I was super proud of her and then really thankful that the teacher, you know, came up with that idea and let all the kids do that from home. Did you have to convince her to do it or was she like, oh, man, this is awesome. I can just get rocking on this. Oh, no, she's all about it because she's not doing bad in the class because she's not trying. She really is trying. It's just sometimes a comprehension thing for her. And, you know, because words are sometimes tricky for her being that English is her second language. So sometimes grasping the concept of something, especially in science, it makes it more difficult. And yeah, I yeah, she she jumped after it and did it. And I was like, yeah, like I don't have she to worry about ha- her in school. She wasn't very happy to see us last night. We were on FaceTime. Caitlin and I were oh, talking about Oh, because she was, yeah, she wanted to watch WandaVision. Yeah, but we're oh, like, sure, what's TV time, man? No, 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 no. Five, we just wanted five minutes. We're like, hey, what's happening? She's like, <laughs> I know. Why, so, why to watch TV? <laughs> okay, like, what are so you we're, about? we haven't seen you in weeks. Go ahead. We're working on like FaceTime etiquette or phone etiquette because sometimes I don't think she's aware that people can see how expressive her face is and that it's showing her lack of desire to talk. <laughs> And so trust me, y'all aren't the only ones that she does that to. But the night before we were trying to watch WandaVision and then I was on FaceTime with our friend Mary. And so then I think, oh no, I think she thought, oh no, now we're going to FaceTime with Bobby and Caitlin and I'm going to miss WandaVision again. So that probably had something to do with it. You need to tell her to shape up. We're on the phone. We, we needed some excitement here, but, but to have yeah. a good fun chat. 
She was like, we're no. working on it. <laughs> WandaVision. Yeah. She's like, we're gonna, watch, we're gonna watch WandaVision. Uh, there was that. Eddie said he's watching two different documentaries. Did you watch the Britney one? So I watched the Britney one. Uh, pretty good. I mean, it's it's a good documentary, but I don't know. Amy came on here and was just like, you have to watch it. I have to watch it. Maybe. And to to be fair, I wasn't a huge Britney fan. Like I, I that part of music at that time, I was like the cool guy listening to cool music. I knew Britney, but I didn't really listen to Britney a lot, so I didn't really follow all that stuff. The way the media treated her, totally a bunch of crap. Like, that's just terrible. Like, the way the media did it. And it's almost, I'm watching that and the murder of Lacey Peterson on A&E. Similar, the way the media spun certain things. Like, in, in the murder one, the media was a huge, huge influence on how that trial went because so many people watched it on TV. So Scott Peterson, Lacey Peterson, right? Correct. Yeah, Scott Peterson's still in prison. Thank you. I'm not done with that documentary, and I don't know that yet because I know it was public knowledge, but I don't remember that at all. Well, I, I do, and I remember even recently in the past few months talking about stories where people are corresponding with him mm-hmm. as like pen pals, and like he got married in prison, and they really? love him. Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm watching it almost like I f- don't even remember that happening, mm-hmm. so it's still kind of developing. I'm in the middle of it. It's almost like seven, ser- seven episodes. Oh, it's a whole series. It's, it's not a just series one. of it, and it's really, really good. So are you irritated that I just told you he's in prison? Uh, I mean, I had a feeling he was in prison, just kind of the way they teased the documentary. I figured, and they would have audio clips of him in jail. I don't know if he was still in jail. Oh, I don't know. He may have got out yesterday. <laughs> or he could have <laughs> got out from COVID. I, backpedal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hey, man, I don't know. But the the Britney doc is good, too. It's just I just didn't really feel that kind of pain for Britney. And like, it's on uh, Hulu? It's on yes. Hulu, but I think it's a New York... You can correct me if I'm wrong, Amy. I think it's a New York Times... Peace. I think they did yes. a couple of of uh, special uh, series or whatever. So can I watch it on their website? I just can't commit to go buying Hulu. What about the free version of Hulu? Is, is it shown there if you watch commercials? I don't know. Well, I pay for Hulu and I still have commercials. So you do? Yeah, I get. I don't. I don't know That's what dumb. different things they. <laughs> you have to pay have. extra to get the commercials off. <laughs> you have to pay to get it with commercials, Correct. and to pay extra without commercials. Yeah. Huh. That's true. Yeah, but I get live. That's how I get live TV. I have Hulu Live because otherwise I wouldn't be able to watch. Like my husband couldn't watch sports or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I get it. All right. Well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the Lacey Peterson is on what? It's on A and E. So you can do Discovery Plus. You can Hulu, whatever, and A and E if you just have cable. Is A and E part of Discovery Plus? It is. Yeah. That totally. Discovery Plus got so many channels on there. Lots of channels. Oh. Well, I was flipping through last night, and it was just like. They have all the categories too. It's like, do you want food? Do you want mystery? And you're just do, put, do, put, do, put, do, all Man, through. See, and I've been trying to get away from these uh, murder crime documentaries because, like, they just put me in a bad place. They consume me, dude. When I watch these, I think of like Scott Peterson out there. Like, where are these people? That's me. Unsolved mysteries at age twelve. <laughs> That's me today. <laughs> so I try to stay away from them. But when I start one, dude, I cannot stop it. Hmm. And what are you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say if you're obsessed with. Pimple Popper Discovery oh. Plus has Ugh. that as no, like an original no, no. thing that they're doing there. And so I that's going to be something I'm going to be obsessed with. But then back to Netflix or if we I don't even know if we were talking about it. Have you all seen the Hotel Cecil thing? Speaking of no. murders. Mm-hmm. What's that? Oh, OK. So I only came across it because it landed in the top 10 and I checked that out so I can, you know, be in the know. And it's like. Four episodes long, but it's this tourist that came from Canada, 21 years old, went to L.A., ended up at Hotel Cecil or however you say it, and it's on Skid Row. 
but she's not from America. She's not, yeah, she's from Canada. So she didn't realize, oh, Skid Row and like how crazy that could be. Um, which y'all are, I didn't really know how dangerous that was, but y'all know what Skid Row is, right? Yeah, where the homeless people uh-huh. are. All the tents you see on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much anybody that's like just been released from jail or a mental prison or it's homeless. It's like a lawless area, kind of. But I mean, these people have nowhere else to go. So anyway, it's their little community. But she goes missing in this hotel. And it's crazy following the journey. But really what's interesting is the, the people online and like YouTube, they get really into these cases that need to be solved. And then they try to help the police solve it. And they form all these theories and put them out there. And sometimes it can be helpful to the police, but then other times it's completely destruct, like can ruin people's lives basically because their theory is totally wrong and get in the way of the investigation. So I don't know. thought it was interesting. Y'all might want to check it out. I've solved every unsolved mystery when I watch on Netflix and I tell you who the bad guy is immediately. Of course you have. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> for sure he did it. So it's unsolved, but you solved it. Yeah, as I'm watching because I, I totally am not bias based on the perspective of the storyteller <laughs> slash uh, documentarian. And I'm like, yep. He left for three months around that time. Death penalty. <laughs> uh, I saw documentaries all right. It's, it's, they are, yes. It's the view of the storyteller. And there's always a bit of bias there. Even when it's not purposeful, there's a bit of bias. And just what clips you put in, what, what you don't put in. Like these guys who do these Documentaries put in years into this stuff, and they have to pick what stuff to put in. And I think a lot of people don't realize that the documentaries are, are funded a lot by organizations that need a message out there. Like, did you know that? You probably knew that. Some, some, not, not all. some. There were production companies looking to do just something entertaining, but that's also a different kind of bias. Like, do we put in the stuff that feels a tad bit salacious, entertaining? But it's like news. News isn't real anymore, any of it, because what news is doing? They're just trying to get ratings. They're trying to sell commercials. So they play to their base of people that are watching and they build to keep that base watching longer so they get a higher rating point so they can sell higher commercials, right? Yeah. So any sort of, new, it doesn't matter what news, if they're selling commercials or selling streaming, uh, a fee to stream it, they, ha- they are building that model based off of revenue coming from those commercials. Yeah, they're make, trying to make money, like so everyone. Unless it is a, not-for-profit news organization Which almost. aren't very many. There's always some sort of bias there. All. And there always has been since it's become a business. So even the 10 o'clock news. It's like, well, they're trying to do the stories that they think we, that will keep us around to the next quarter hour so they can get this rating point. So their spots, their commercials, cost more for the advertiser. So it's just a weird thing, obviously. Every, everything's biased. Yeah, and there aren't really rules either for these news organizations. Because I used to work in news. There aren't rules. There are ethics that people try to follow. Uh, but a lot of the times, which is terrible, is, is a lot of these news people want to be first. They want to break the story. And usually what that does is lead to, like, bad info and quick info that's not really, um, like, double-checked or whatever. So that's kind of crazy, too, and it leads people in wrong directions. But that's the thing. that, that, that I know a lot of news directors are like, oh, we try to follow ethics, but we want to be first, too. And it's just it's very confusing it's a line that everyone tries to walk and no one ever walks it completely right you just try to find folks that walk it the rightest as possible but that's every every news outlet and i know i'm the guy all of them so i'm I'm the guy sometimes that they're like we can't believe you watch this news or you can't believe you no no all have this and and some are really good about walking closer to the line than others 
but it's a business. It's not a public service. And they know too who their audience is. Right. They, and they, that's their point. They're yeah. trying to keep that audience right. around. It's yeah. the same thing as our feeds on social media, right? They want to keep us looking at the feeds l- l- as long as they possibly can because they're selling ads. And so they're going to continue pumping us information. These are in all this, all the stuff you read about social media. They're going to continue pumping information that we like, news stories that make us read, that excite us, viewpoints that we agree with. So we stay on longer, so we see the ads. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Of course. It's crazy. And then when people are like, oh, the mainstream media. No, every media does this. There's no, that's every media. As soon as it became a business, all media started to do this. But it's what we do, but we're not news, sure. right? I will try to, on the radio show, get you to stick around for the next segment or try to do a segment that you're like, oh, that would be interesting to me. I'm, I'm doing something I think my audience would like. So they stick around. So hopefully we get better ratings. So hopefully we can charge more for commercials. So hopefully we can stay around on the air longer. That's what it's all about. So when I do see people talking about mainstream media or fake news or it's just like, it's, that's just, it's all. Yeah, all the same. It's all. So, but again, having worked in media, I think I see that probably more than someone who hasn't because I know the decision makers. Yeah. And you worked in news specifically. And I saw it every day. Just on the daily decisions every day. Ah, that's a good story, but I don't think people are going to really like that one. So let's do this one. It's uh, more interesting. And it, and we can t- use it as a tease on the other side. It. We can tease it and get yeah. people to come back for it. And if they stay around an extra six minutes, that's an extra quarter hour we and, get. And then I would be like, no, but this one's more important. Ah, oh, stop back like you're the champion of the real story, Eddie. It's not about more important. It's not about... <laughs> Eddie's now the little guy in the room. <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there's guys there's lead in the water at the orphanage guys, no no eddie we're not gonna do that because we feel you laugh at me yeah but i did try to do this the lead in the water oh, at the okay. orphanage. <laughs> eddie's a hero in the news organization just saying they didn't care about all that i know is you came running quick over here when it was like get out of the news <laughs> oh absolutely you didn't say i need i need to stay and fight for the little man but you know what was hard for me though like <laughs> what? was hard is that we would do a story and it was just for like two hours and that's it and i if i Connected to something, I'd be like, well, okay, I'll never talk to you again, but cool, thanks for sharing your whole life story with me. And yeah. I hated that. Like, I hated that it was just like, every day, you got to spend one minute, one minute with someone, and then another minute with someone else, and then that's it. Just tell the story, and you're done. I hated that. I wanted to spend a little more time with these people. Do you think they wanted to spend more time with you? Probably not. Yeah, that's no. my point, right? They just wanted their story out there, too. Uh, well, so anyway, as, as a... As a <laughs> Just a news podcast. As a challenge, story. no, not news. Just giving people behind the scenes of what, just so they know. I know I'm being fed things I like. We've talked about it before. For also, even in ads, right? Even in ads now, we're fed the ads they think we'll buy. I haven't talked about one of those massage guns. You know, I had one given me for Christmas last year, and I've hurt my calf, and it's been hurt forever, so I have to gun it. And I haven't talked about it out loud in forever, but I have used one. He just gave me an ad for another one. I never said a word about it. So weird. Weird, huh? Guys, that happens all the time. But I, yeah. But I haven't even said anything about it. You ever try to trick your phone and just be like, uh, burritos. I would love a burrito right now and see if it pops up in the next hour. Let's see if anyone listening right now, we're going to say Chipotle. Okay. Let us know if you get a Chipotle commercial in your feed. Oh, I bet I will. Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle. Yeah. Well, we, I bet we all get it. Chipotle. <laughs> uh, tomorrow on the show, John Party. Tomorrow on the show, Kip Moore. Mm, if you listen live, you'll get the Friday morning dance parties, obviously. Amy, what's on your Four Things podcast today? Um, 
I kind of go over a lot of different things, but I talk about like hacks to fall asleep faster. Also some bad morning habits that you probably need to get rid of. And then I share ways to compliment someone without that has nothing to do with their looks or appearance. So without bringing up how they look and you can still give out a compliment. Hmm. I sometimes want to be complimented on how I look. <laughs> I know you do, but I'm saying for, for, I get it. I get it for you. You're just in a different place, but for me, I just wanted to like encourage people and put that out there that they can start practicing because it's not easy. I mean, I'm guilty of it too for so long. It's okay to be like, oh my gosh, you look so great. Are you skinnier? Have you lost weight? Like that is normal conversation for people. But for some, it might be harmful. So I thought I'd give people other options like That's of great. what they could say. Eddie, if I compliment you on being skinny, do you like it? Yes, I love it. Especially right now because I'm working hard at this diet. I think Amy's on to something. I think she's extremely onto something where I'm like, hey, you're onto something. But I do like, and I'm like, hey, your hair looks great. Can I do that, Amy? If I see somebody with great hair? Yeah, I think, well, that is something that focuses on their looks, but it's it's fine. Like if they're, yeah, they, I don't think that's going to be as harmful as the, the skinny and weight thing is you never know if that's a trigger and it's motivation for an eating disorder. Someone might be like, that's fuel to their fire. They might be like, oh, sweet. They noticed I haven't been eating or I've been, I'm, for three days and it's working and then they continue to do that there's also the side of it is you never know what's really going on with someone if they're depressed or they have cancer that it's not public knowledge and then you're complimenting on their weight loss and they're like oh dang that sucks like you have no idea what's really going on with me i wasn't even trying to lose weight was i fat before like blah 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 you know it's like just harmful things that i'm now aware of since i'm in more of a recovery state and trying to be more intentional about how I use my words with people because you just never know what they're really going through. You know, Amy breaking up a little bit it, and we can talk about this a little op more openly. Now we are in, and now we've talked about it on the show, we're in different houses. And as we get later in the day, cause we are recording this at 10 06 central time. Once the show is over, the, people start using the internet more. Mm -hmm. And so we feel it from house to house where all of a sudden Amy's talking about something. She's passionate about it, but she, <laughs> oh, oh man. I said, all I just that. want people to know. <laughs> and it's like, and I'm just so passionate about this. I want everybody to know with all my heart. I believe that. <laughs> Thank you. Dang it. Now we heard it for the most part. Okay. <laughs> well, so Amy, I was going to ask you about like the hair thing though. Like, so, so if, if like you tell Bobby, Hey, I like your hair today, but I'm right next to him and I don't have any hair. Like that's going to make me feel bad too. You're right. I know. That's why Eddie, uh, so four things with Amy good. Brown. The third thing is ways to compliment people that have nothing to do with their looks. So there you go. You can, I'll try to use that. I mean, I was just trying to back Bobby up that I don't know how hair might affect someone, <laughs> but maybe, and Eddie just gave us a great example. There you go. Yeah. Eddie, you look great. Thank you. I know you're craving that compliment, so I'm going to give it to you. I'm not craving it, mm -hmm. but thank you. I would say, uh, Eddie, oh, you are oh. so like quick and witty and funny. But then he's like, but I've been working on my body. Why can't I get some of that love? <laughs> Right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like, I've been working real hard on this diet, Amy. Hey, but here's the mm. thing with Eddie, too. He's wearing these sunglasses in studio all week, but you're, you can't. You're getting used to it. Well, no, you can't really experience the full effect because we've been in our houses. So mm. I'm going to allow this to go for one more week. That's what I'm talking oh about. And we're all in the studio again next week. And I ordered some sunglasses, but no delivery drivers are driving yeah. right now. So I don't know if I'll get these on time. Uh, we're going to wrap this part of, of this up. You're going to like today's show, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we think I, well here's the thing I don't know I can't really see the joy because sometimes when I say something funny I see the real joy on your faces you know all everybody's faces <laughs> I'm like I just nailed that but now I do and I don't even know because he got Amy over there <laughs> I don't even know if she thinks something's funny or not 
Mike D, I can't even hear. He's I'm all looking at him on a camera right now. And He'll he's text in his you bedroom. Ha -ha, won't he? he will text okay. me, but it comes in. I'm like, what did I say that was funny? Or what did I say? So I have no idea. So we just hope you like it. Okay, how about that? Uh, thank you guys. Enjoy the show. We will see you tomorrow. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. Turn it up. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. Hey, guys. Welcome to the big show. It's Thursday. We've been snowed in all week. Starting to get a little bit stir crazy, but we are here. We hope you're good. We hope you're warm. We hope you're getting through this. Or heck, you could be in Florida and just loving life. <laughs> and good for you. Morning, studio. Morning. 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 As you can tell, we're all in different places. <laughs> uh, but we're glad you're here. I'm going to start with this story. I just want to know what you think should happen to this woman, Amy. 42-year-old uh, Nicole Elkabas will be spending the next 33 months in jail after she faked cancer to raise over $71,000 to support her lavish lifestyle. She pleaded for donations through a GoFundMe charity page, saying she needed the money for cancer treatment. She even posted a picture of her looking like she's sick. Then she would just transfer the donations into her own bank account. But she was convicted. They found her guilty of fraud. 33 months in jail. Now, what do you think should happen to her? Oh, there definitely should be some consequences. I don't know if it's some sort of community service or ways to earn back or pay back the money towards people, but put it towards a good cause. Or if those people, shoot, need their money back. I don't know. Like, that's so terribly sad to me. And it ruins that for other people who are going through. Because again, if someone messages me now and is yeah. like, hey, I'd like to just would do anything to meet Clint Black. And I, I have to question everything times five now because I've been burned a few times by people who have had situations that turned out not to be true. Um, also, yeah, she should suffer punishment, but it's like maybe not jail. I just think our right. jails are so overcrowded anyway. There have got to be different ways to rehabilitate people. I think all these people should probably get their money back in some way if she can raise it for them. Just like what an awful person to fake cancer for a fancy car, it's not like you can't afford to eat and you're faking something to buy food. But she faked, made $71,000 and then, you know, bought nice clothes and a car. Like what kind of person would allow themselves to do that? I don't think I know any of those people. Because you have to wake up every single day and look at yourself and go, you know what? I'm screwing a lot of people out of money. Good for me. <laughs> right? I, do, I tend to go a little deeper with what what is going on them that they feel like they need to deceive people in such a way to put on this front that they can afford X, Y, and Z. So you're going next level where she, you, you just want, you think she just wants to impress people so much that she'll do anything. I think she has some sort of void, yeah, to where she's detached from reality and thinking, okay, I can do whatever, I'll go do whatever it is poss that I need to do to achieve like wealth and status or whatever you know there has to be a moment too for her when it starts to catch on they go fund me she's like yeah wow i can't believe this is working she's like yeah look at this another 500 bucks and there's got to be somebody who knew this was going on she's not doing this by herself and nobody knows she had to have a friend in with her who knows exactly of course yes you can't have something going great for you in your mind and not share it with somebody of course if you rob a bank by yourself you're still gonna tell a friend because you got to be like, look at this. You'll never believe it. How good are, are amazing things happening to you? And I use the word amazing 
you know, oddly in this situation, but I bet she thought it was pretty amazing. If you can't share it with somebody or at least share that it's happening or brag, because that's what this whole thing was about anyway. Anyway, I read that story this morning. Kind of set me off a little bit. Uh, you guys call the voicemail line, 877-77-BOBBY if you want to talk to us. We're all here, kind of. We can still answer phones. I got a shout out to Raymundo, who is not only running the show, but also trying to answer phones at the same time. Yeah! I was reading a story about Nelly, the rapper. He has listed his abandoned St. Louis mansion at $600,000 on Zillow. So he's listed this. It's been sitting vacant for nearly 20 years. What's wrong with it? Why? Well, he purchased the home back in 2002, wanted to flip it, but oh. they're like, eh, we never flipped it. And it sat there for 20 years. Oh. He planned to remodel the residence and then finally just like, eh. And so it's a mansion, but like it's decayed all around the outside. So he's hoping to cut his losses and sell this thing. I mean, it's massive. Some parts of this house inside of it look like something you would see on Real Housewives. And then some parts of it look like it. people have just beat it to crap before he purchased the property it was listed for 2.5 million dollars but now it's been sitting for 20 years hey amy i have a friend who worked on the real housewives of salt lake city do you watch that show yes i have do you do watch it or you have watched it no i've watched probably like five episodes okay he was just talking about which of them are really nice and which of them aren't really nice because he you know shot that entire show who's your favorite on that show do you have one Mm, no, I wouldn't say I have a favorite, but I am fas- fascinated by the girl that married her step-grandpa. Yeah, and that was who that whole show was built around, was because they, they found her story. Her grandmother was married to a guy, not her grandfather, but her step-grandfather. They, were, they, they owned this church, and that's tax-free money, by the way. And so whenever the grandma died, she left her in a will that her granddaughter marry her husband. Her daughter wanted to marry her husband. Yeah, I remember that. And so it was controversial. It was controversial in a different way than mm-hmm. just... So now she married her step-grandfather, and they have at least a kid together? It's yeah, I think just one. It's wild. And they are low-did. Just low-did. They really are? Yeah, they, well, they are. They have all that church money. Oh, okay. Some, I just didn't so, know, because... Some of them aren't, and they you know, got on Housewives to kind of build their own wealth. But she's loaded, loaded. Because again, you got to think of all that money coming in, and they can't get any taxes off of that. There, just, that's just free money. You know, speaking of houses, the the Tim McGraw house. Did you ever look at that online when they were selling that for thirty five million bucks or so? Oh, the island. Yeah. No, I just, I just know what you told me. But um, did you see that Jason or Brittany Aldine revealed the square footage of their house? Mm-mm. It's twenty thousand square feet or around that. That's huge. Wait, is that an island or is that a house? I don't know. That's just something I read somewhere. But if that's true, that is insane. Because like my dad used to be in the restaurant business and uh, like with Gaddy Towns. And that's how big a Gaddy Town was. 20,000 square feet. I guess I can't even comprehend what what 20,000 square feet would be like. Huge. But is it like a convention center? Like I'm not sure... I, I, yes, no. I get it's huge, but I, I can't I guess, like, comprehend how big of a like residential space that would be. And then what in the world do you do with all those rooms? Like Because again, at 20,000 square feet, I'm looking here, a 20,000 square foot industrial warehouse. I mean, that's really big. Grocery store big? 
Like, what do you what do you think? No, a grocery store is gonna be bigger than okay. that. Maybe but a small Walmart, grocery store. But... but yeah, that that's massive. If tr- if true, that is massive. And there have got to be rooms in that house they don't even go to. Mm-hmm. There have got to be rooms in that house that they don't go to <laughs> every month. Because I know there are guest rooms, and we have three guest rooms. I don't even go in that third guest room ever. I can't imagine a 20,000-foot house, what little side rooms you have that you never walk into. Maybe they just move to different sections of the house during the seasons. Like, this is going to be our spring section. <laughs> We're going to live here for part of the year. But yeah, that is, a, that is a monster house. Here we go. I don't know, to be honest, she admits, but I will say it's over 20,000 square feet. But I'm not sure. It's a big guy. Jason worked hard for it. Wow. It has suites for son Memphis and daughter Navy, an enormous restaurant-quality kitchen, a mother-in-law suite with its own kitchen and living space, a man cave, a bowling alley, a virtual golf driving range, and more. The incredibly lavish pool area looks like it should be part of a high-end resort. And Brittany also has a two-story closet that's home to an impressive shoe collection, as well as an in-home spa. (laughs) Oh! Crazy. That's from Taste of Country. Wow. See, Chris Rock said it best. If if we knew how some rich people were living, we'd be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> but he worked hard for it, he said. I'm not hating on that yeah. at all. Like, he Man. worked for it. He got it. Good for him. I'm sure he's living his best life. He didn't steal from anybody. He didn't have it yeah. handed down to him. You know, that I can respect. I just like to hang out. I bet you could go and... You know how we have stories of people that sneak into, like... Crawl spaces and live there for a month without anybody noticing. You, you can, can pro- do that at Jason's yeah, house. I can probably if I could just get in, I could probably live in the Aldines for three months without them noticing. He's like, hold on, somebody playing bowling downstairs. What's going on? <laughs> Every night around nine p.m., I hear a strike. <laughs> Yo, you hear golf? <laughs> ah, crazy story. Jason Aldine's net worth is eighty million dollars. He is forty-three years old. Do we know how much that house was? Is there any any record on how much the house cost? Because I know they built it themselves. No, no clue. And by the know. way, I'm not hating at all. Yeah. I'm just blown away by it. Mm. It says he sold his $2.95 million beach house after buying a $4.1 million home. But I don't, that might be... Boy, I tell you, I, that, this looks like a $20 million house that he's in over here. All right, anyway, there you go. That's our uh, Homes of the Stars segment here on the Bobby Bone Show. <laughs> they say eating a small piece of dark chocolate is the key to a healthier heart. According to a new study, we can decrease the risk of developing heart problems by eating dark chocolate six to seven days a week. Researchers found that regular bites of dark chocolate slash the risk of abnormal heart rhythm significantly, also good for your body. I just hate dark chocolate. It's better than no chocolate. I love milk chocolate. I hate dark chocolate. It is not. Sometimes, <laughs> and Caitlin loves dark chocolate, it makes my skin crawl. That. It makes my nose go, ugh. <laughs> I don't know why dark chocolate is so disgusting to me, but sometimes she'll, she has like a bar and she's able to eat in moderation and she'll have like a little square of it. And then I can tell five minutes later if she kisses me that she's had dark chocolate. And I'm like, oh, it's <laughs> not a cigarette, dude. But still, I can tell. Oh, <laughs> but she does the same thing with mustard. I love mustard. Sometimes she'll go, you had mustard. You have to brush your teeth if you're going to kiss me. (laughs) Y'all are weird. She won't grab the mustard bottle and put it back in. She hates it that much. So here's my question that I posed to the room here. Is there anything that you love and your partner hates and vice versa? Because mine are, I hate dark chocolate. She loves it. I love mustard. 
She hates it. She's never tasted mustard or ketchup. No condiments for her. But that's kind of ours. Amy, do you have that? Yeah, he loves olives. I hate them. He'll eat Ooh, them I- right out of the jar, and it makes me want to gag. I like olives. I like, yeah, I like olives. Yeah, they're gross. Okay, and is there anything that you like that he doesn't? No, he likes everything. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just more, he's just more easygoing. He really doesn't complain. I hate onions. And so I, I especially hate the texture of onions because she says she cooks them into stuff, but she has to cut them up so small that I don't mm-hmm. taste them. But if they're big and I crunch an onion, I'm like, I'm done. I can't eat this anymore. She did when we did our cooking thing. Yeah. She said that she does sneak some onions in and tell you about and it. And you know what? Good. <laughs> That's fine. As long as I don't know, I'm okay, apparently. And I'm good with that. But no onions. And she loves onions. Just I cannot deal with the texture of that. Eddie, what about you? Oh, easy. Pork rinds. I love pork rinds. And it's like the same thing. I give her a kiss and she's like, oh, my God. Did you just eat pork rinds? It's disgusting. Get that out of here. What about the other way? Uh, you, she likes olives, and I hate olives. You know, for years when we were dating, I ordered pizza for us. I mean, we've been dating for a long time, and and she loves pizza with olives on it, and I've never asked her until like maybe five years ago. She was like, you know I hate mushrooms and pepperoni, right? And that's what we've eaten our entire life as we've been dating. I'm like, what do you like? She says, olives. I'm like, oh, never. We're never ordering that. So she's been eating mushroom and pepperoni pizza just, just for you? Just for me. Did she peel them off or did she eat them? She would just kind of peel one off here and there. Not, She didn't want to hurt my feelings, but she just never she never told me. And I'm like, just tell me. But now that she told me, I'm like, nah, we still won't order olives. Lunchbox, you and your wife? Uh, my wife loves mushrooms. And <laughs> I think they're absolutely disgusting. Ugh, they're just slimy and gross. And she, ugh. So yeah, mushrooms. I can't do it. Won't eat them. But What about the other way? She doesn't really hate anything that I eat. She's a pretty non-picky eater, so she'll just suck it up and eat it. And if she doesn't like it, she doesn't tell me. So I'm good on that front. Man, that's the way to go. Yeah. Have someone that either likes everything or acts like they like everything. (laughs) You know what I learned about food recently was there's a difference in banana peppers and pepperoncini peppers. What is that? I don't know the difference. I didn't know. (laughs) I thought they were just called different words. But uh, like the the... color slightly the shape slightly and also i was told that they're not called pepperoncini peppers what do you call them banana peppers is what i always call them okay but but not the same okay i'll tell you the one that comes in the papa john's pizza yes the (laughs) biggest difference involved the skin and the shape banana peppers also have thicker walls where they're called pepperoncinis they're not even called pepperoncinis you've been saying it wrong this whole yeah (laughs) apparently who knew apparently i'm just the little redneck who says Uh. pepperoncinis Kayla's like, yeah, I think your grandma just said that growing up, and you've just held on to that. Amy, what do you call them? I say pepperoncinis. Like, if I ever order that on a pizza, that is exactly how I say it. So now I know. (laughs) And I hate peppers, but I like banana peppers if they're chopped up, and I like pepperoncinis. But I grilled you bell peppers the other day, and you're like, "Eh, get that way. Can't do it. So weird. Can't do it. Can't do it at all. Bobby Bonchon. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Luke Combs shared a new song he wrote with some friends. It's called Growing Up and Getting Old. I spend most my happy hours here at home. In the middle of growing up and getting old. Keith Urban is returning to the Australian version of The Voice for season 10. He was a coach on the show's first season. He will be a coach alongside pop artist Rita Ora and two other Australian artists. 
Thomas Rhett shared his kids' very specific taste in music right now. My girls at this state listen to nothing but the Disney Plus channel, and they're all over the Moana soundtrack, the Mulan soundtrack, but they do love country music. And so even when I turn the radio on, if it's not my voice coming through the radio, then they tell me to change it and put one of my songs on, which definitely forces me to really dislike a lot of my songs before the record even comes out because all they want to listen to is daddy's music. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A guy rescued an older woman who had wandered away from her home in the snow, and she had fallen and crawled into an old car of his to get warm. So one of his neighbors said, hey, I think somebody crawled into your old car that you keep beside the house. And he's like, there's no way we're in the middle of a snowstorm. What are you talking about? So he goes out there, and he opens the door, and he sees an old lady in there going, This is the only place I could get to. She says, I'm cold. I'm scared. Can you please help me? So he rushed inside, got a bunch of blankets to wrap her up, warmed her up, and then took her over to reunite with her family. Said he almost never uses that car, so he leaves it unlocked. And again, had his neighbor not seen what looked like somebody crawling in the snow, and then him going out to save her, she would have just been in there for who knows how long. Amazing. Isn't that a crazy story that she was even found? Yeah. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes with us from Tacoma, Washington. Police got a call about a break-in. When they arrived at the scene, they see two men running from a garage. And they look, yeah, broken window. How are we going to find these guys? Oh, look, there's two sets of footprints in the snow. And followed the footprints. One was hiding in a dumpster. The other one was hiding up in a tree a couple blocks away. <laughs> That's like some Scooby-Doo type stuff. Why do they always forget about the snow? <laughs> and they pulled their mask off. It turns out it was a guy working the ice cream counter they had just been to. Dang. Yeah, thank you, Lunchbox. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Hope you guys are safe. Hope you're warm. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Let's do, because it's a throwback Thursday. The Bobby Bones Show. On this day in country music. Well, three different days in Garth Brooks history are all happening today. You know Garth is my favorite. And I think generally when you talk about the greatest in country music, it's either Garth or George Strait, depending on who you're talking to. Mm, Garth. I would go Garth. Amy goes George Strait. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) So here we go. Today in 1992, 29 years ago, Garth Brooks and what she's doing now became a four-week number one. Garth co-wrote song. It was released as the third single from his album. Rope in the Wind. That is correct. After staying on top of the Billboard Country Singles chart, it became his eighth career number one. So here is what she's doing now. Jam. So good. One that doesn't get looked at as often as it You're should. Because right. he's got so many hits. For any other artist, it's a lifetime song. Mm-hmm. So good. God, I love that song. Today in 1995, Garth Brooks' album The Hits topped the country charts at number one. Since its release, it has sold over 10 million copies in the United States alone. It's his second greatest hits album, the one with what painted? Uh, the American flag on his face. That is correct. It had such songs as Ain't Going Down Till the Sun Comes Up. Ain't going down till the sun comes up, ain't the river, James. I will sail my best till the river runs dry. Much too young. 
I know, I could. The thunder rolls, obviously. <laughs> there you go. And American Honky Tonk Bar Association. the American Honky Tonk Bar Association. Hey, of all those, which one is the oldest, Eddie? Uh, much Too Young. That's correct. Yeah. 1989. First album. First single. First did, single? Did, oh, didn't know that. Didn't go number one. Oh, I know why. Because he said the, the D Because the word. D word was in it. Yep. That's right. And finally, today in 1997, 24 years ago, I love this story. Garth Brooks welcomed Melinda and Ricky Huffman with a raft of gifts as his tour got 2 million customers. The couple, the 2 millionth customers, got a Chevy Tahoe and a Caribbean vacation. He's like a grocery store. Garth called the couple backstage at his Charleston, West Virginia show. Said, hey, got you a vacation in the Virgin Islands or the Cayman Islands. You pick. Thank you for buying the tickets. He threw in towels, snorkels, <laughs> underwater cockles, and a new Chevy Tahoe. That's so cool. Like, that's changing people's lives whenever you get them a, a, an automobile. But just love Garth Brooks, and I saw three different Todays in country music history with him. and wanted to do a whole segment on it. A Delta Airlines passenger disrupted a trip to Boston by trying to open that cabin door and assault a flight attendant while the plane was in the air. The unidentified man tried to open the main cabin door on the Sunday afternoon flight from Atlanta. Quote, I saw the stewardess first class. It seemed like she jumped back. I learned she had been hit, another passenger said. I stuck my head up, pulled off my headphones, and he was yelling, saying, trying to find the door. He and two officers that were on the plane intervened. They were having a hard time subduing him, so they held him down. They handcuffed him, zip ties. The remainder of the flight, he was just screaming. How crazy would that have been? Even had he not tried to break out the door. But to be on a flight where someone's fighting. That's a lot going on. And then they zip tie his hands. (laughs) And then he's screaming the whole time. That's bonkers. So the question is, can you open that door while in flight? Now, I'm going to get everybody's answers on record here. Amy, can you open the door if you push hard? Could Could an extremely strong person, a six foot five guy, that's a weightlifter, open that door? No, I don't think so. Okay. Eddie? No. There's too much pressure. Absolutely not. Lunchbox? No, the wind is too much. 500 mile an hour wind, you can't push something open in 500 mile an hour wind. Airplane doors are impossible to open at cruising altitude, which is about 36,000 feet above sea level. It's not so much about the wind, but they're pressurized to mimic conditions at 8,000 feet above sea level to keep passengers alive. So the planes kind of lock itself down. But still, just in case, if someone's grabbing that door, <laughs> if someone's pushing on that little hat, you know, that little thing on the door that like, woo, I'm probably jumping in too, right? Heck yeah. Yes. You zip tying? No, I'm not zip tying, but uh, I'm jumping and trying to trying to take him down and pull him off the door. But you'll only do that if somebody started it, right? Like you'll be the second, not the first guy that gets him. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. If I'm the first one that sees it, I'm going to stand up and point, look, S- somebody. So, I might be the one to see it. <laughs> Grab that guy. And then once the first one jumps on, then I'm going to jump on. Of course. But only after I put my phone on video, hit record, and hand it to the person next to me. Like, record this. This is going to be awesome. And then I loaded TikTok. So there was that story. There was also a nutty one where a guy confessed to a fake murder just to get a snowplow to clear his street. What? What? So, again, a lot of the United States is covered in snow right now. And so on Saturday, a guy was angry that his road wasn't cleared yet. So he decided to confess to a fake murder. He called the cops, said he stabbed his mom's boyfriend in the chest, and wanted to turn himself in. 
But he said they'd need to bring a plow because there's no way in or out. Wow. So they ended up getting there in an SUV. They didn't bring a plow. Um, so it didn't work. So he didn't get a street plowed. And when they showed up, the mom's boyfriend was fine. It turned out the guy's road had actually been plowed earlier that day. He just didn't <laughs> think they did a good enough job. <laughs> It does not sound like he's facing jail time, but he could get hit with a, a fine for filing a false report. See, that stuff's funny if it's not happening near you or to you. You know, that's always, or to somebody, it's not like a friend of yours is that dumb to do it. But that's funny, right? Like, I, I laugh out loud when I read that Absolutely. story. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So if you want to avoid a fight with your partner, I have the one thing you need to say to them if they're upset or they have something stressful going on. And it's simply this. Do you want comfort or solutions? And I feel like every guy needs to make note of this because a lot of times guys try to solve all of our problems if we're venting to them. And really, we just need comfort. Hmm. But if you ask me that, I would say both. Like, do you want comfort or yeah. solutions? I would like solution then comfort. Like, I need both. Okay, well, then then you share that. Say, hey, but first I, I want this, and then I want that. I also do try to solve every problem. If if Caitlin's like, well, this is what's going on, I'm like, okay, well, let's figure this out. All right, move two times two, the square root of seven, and if we call your mom, <laughs> and, and she's like, no, just like chill with me for a minute. So Okay, well, full disclosure, I texted Caitlin about this article because I thought it was awesome, and therapists called it conflict resolution gold. And she was thought this was amazing and so helpful. And so, yeah, I mean, she, you might hear her ask this question to you next time there's something going on. And I'll say, stop reading Amy's text when we get into something. <laughs> yeah, all right, what else? So Brett Young and his wife Taylor are expecting their second child this year, and apparently... Uh, it was Brett's first child, their daughter Presley, who let him know that he was going to be a dad again. Here's what happened. So I woke up and went and got Presley, and she had her zip-up sleep sacks that they wear that every adult wishes they made in adult sizes. She had one of those on, and so when I unzipped her little sleep sack, uh, she was wearing a shirt that said, I'm going to be a big sister. Oh. I thought that was such a clever idea in case people are looking for ways to tell their husband that they're having a baby. Like, Taylor, she... Uh, did like iron on letters or something and made the shirt herself. So little cool. DIY and your other kid can help you out. Um, IHOP heads up has canceled international pancake day, which is like a big deal where they give free pancakes away all day. But get this for the month of April, you have an option to get a free stack of buttermilk pancakes throughout the entire month. So you don't have to get it all in in one day. You can like pick a day in the month of April to get them. And then I saw a study speaking of pancakes and it said that if you want ideal pancakes you only need to flip them once and I found that to be interesting because I flip them like 50 times yeah I tend to flip if I don't know what to do meat pancakes if I'm like oh, what do I do now flip it just a golden rule yeah. is just to keep moving something same thing with mixing stuff if Caitlin's cooking something she's like mix it and I'm confused over how much just keep mixing same thing with butter by the way how much butter just keep putting it in if you don't know <laughs> yeah. just keep moving That in life if you don't know just keep moving that was Amy's pile of stories it's time for the good news with Amy tell me something good so back in 1973, this woman that lives in San Antonio, Texas, was up in Chicago visiting her grandmother. When she was loading up her three kids to get in the car, her wedding ring flew off her hand and fell into the snow. 
Once it thawed, they did a search for it. They weren't able to find it a few weeks later. And yeah, she's gone 48 years without that wedding band, but it has been found and it was returned to her last weekend and she got to open it up on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Where'd they end up finding it? Uh, social media, like I guess it got put out there and then the Chicago Historic Society, they helped and I don't know, somehow that ring had been found and put somewhere and they were able to reunite it with her. I just wonder if it was in the same place where she lost mm-hmm. it or if it had been kicked around a bit. Amy lost her ring once at her own house for a whole winter. Yeah, my husband was in Afghanistan and we were driving to Texas, me and my mom, for the winter. So my mom said, well, let's just get in the car. We got to hit the road and you can find it in the spring. So yeah, once the snow had melted and I was back, I rented a metal detector and I found it. Amazing. Crazy, huh? It's pretty cool. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Both those stories. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's time for the investigative morning corny where Amy reads us the corny, but we have to figure out the answer. There's 90 seconds on the clock. Let's go. The morning corny. Where do burgers go to dance? Where do burgers go to dance? All right. Okay. How do you... The patty uh, Patty shack. I don't know the why, beef? but my mind went to hop like uh, like a sock hop. Oh, uh-huh. burger hop. hop, patty hop, beef Where hop. do burgers go to dance? Where would you dance? A club? Mm-hmm. Would you dance? McDonald's? You would dance? Parties? You All would dance food. at a gathering? Yeah. You Wedding. would dance at a cotillion? Is that, is that a thing? Cotillion burgers? Well, you would dance at prom. Okay. You would dance at a ball. A meatball. A meatball. Oh, a meatball. It's a ball. Do you dance at a ball? Sure. That's where you dance. A ball. Absolutely. Yeah, in a ballroom. Oh, I don't know. She agreed. Oh, no. Amy agreed too, too quick. Let's too think quickly. about this then. <laughs> mm, mm. Would meatball. a burger dance at a meatball? I think that's it. I think that's it 100%. Meatball. Because that's funny, dude. Like, I kind of laughed just, just hearing that. Okay, we, we we going with this? Amy, what's the question again? Where do burgers go to dance? Where do burgers go to dance? Do we have a better answer? We still have 15 seconds. Okay, let's see. No. A patty. The Mm-mm. bread crumb. Uh, okay, oh, the meatball. The meatball. Okay, here we go. Let's try it. The morning corny. Where do burgers go to dance? Where do burgers go to dance? The meatball. Yeah! Nice. Yeah! boy bones. It took us a long time to get there, I'll be honest. <laughs> we struggled meatball. through that one. All right, Come here we on. go. Are you ready? Yeah. Clear eyes, full hearts, get loose! Nice job. Woo! Good job, team. Total all, team effort. All, no, 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 no. we Come had to on. walk through that Come together. On. That was you. We were skiing the slopes <laughs> on that one, back and forth. <laughs> Eddie, your son almost get hurt sledding? Oh my gosh, we almost lost him. Like I, I'm not kidding. We were sledding. We go to the cemetery by our house, and uh, it, it's it sounds bad, but really the tombstones are on the other side. But there's an empty part with an amazing hill. But there's a telephone pole at the very end of the hill. And so I'm thinking, guys, you guys are smart enough. You know not to go down the hill towards the pole. Like start steering the other way. I go down the hill, bones, and I'm looking back up, and my son, seven year old, he's flying. I mean hauling butt down that hill and he misses the pole by like a foot and he he acts like nothing ever happened i'm just like what are you doing like you have to be more careful he's like what 
Are you being helicopter parent though? No, I'm being like, oh my gosh, do you realize at that speed, you hit that pole, you could die. And when I said die, he looked at me like, die? Like, are you serious? I said, yes, we could have lost you then. And so I had to put him in timeout for like 10 minutes. And, and it was weird because you don't want to put him for in timeout for almost dying. But at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> I need to make a big deal out of this. It doesn't snow here often if you're listening. So any hill we kind of run to and go, let's just slide down it. You know, growing up in Arkansas, we had a hill. We called it Dead Man's Hill because you would go down and like the last fourth of it, you only got to if you crossed the street on your sled. <laughs> That's where you're almost dead man. Yeah. So you would look and hopefully a car wasn't coming. Oh. And then you just go. And like the brave kids, like the sixth graders, they would just go and risk it. That's just dumb. It was like, yeah, of course it was dumb. <laughs> But the, me, I would go like, I'm not going to go until someone stands down there and tells me it's clear. Mm. Like, that's what normal people would do. But I got made fun of. Come on, baby. Just slide. <laughs> it's dead man's hill. Are you doing any sledding now? No. Like, as an adult? I'm, if I hurt something, it doesn't heal quick enough. Because we're older. Yes, yes. That's true. So I fell when you and I were out there a couple days ago. <laughs> you just walking. It still hurts. <laughs> Lunchbox, what about your kids? Are they sledding? No, my two-and-a-half-year-old. I mean, you want to talk about a disappointed dad. We never get snow, and I have a sled, and I'm like, let's go sledding, let's go sledding. And he was so scared and wouldn't even get on the sled. And I'm not trying to take him down, you know, Dead Man's Hill or the hill Eddie's going down. I'm talking a little hill that's maybe two feet just to see him experience the whole going down the hill on a sled. He wouldn't even, he was just, he saw people doing it and was like, no, no, no sled, no sled, and starts crying. <laughs> like, dude, come on, live a little bit. What are you waiting on? Did you get on to him like that? Yes. I was like, why? Look at everybody having so much fun. Don't you want to have fun? Don't you want to sled? Look at all the big boys sledding. Don't you want a big, big, big boy? No, no sled. What did your wife say about that? My wife was like, you can't push him, you know, don't force him. I'm like, no, I'm not forcing him, but I'm just trying to show him, look, you can't be scared of everything. Because he kept saying, scary, scary. It wasn't scary. It was a two-foot hill. Like, just have fun. And she was just like, it's okay. We can just go back inside. And you did? No, I, I let them go home, and I went and slid down the hill. <laughs> I went down big hills by myself. There's a list of TV characters and what they would make in real life if they were this character. For example, uh, Carl Winslow from Family Matters. What was his job? He was a cop. Police. That's right. He was a police officer. That would be the game. But then he'd also make $63,000 a year. Oh. Which probably is underpaid considering our police officers are out there risking their lives every single day. But is that today or back in the 90s? It's today. Oh. It's what they would make today if they were doing it. Uh, so I'll give you the character from the show. You tell me their job. Okay. Write your answers down. If you miss it, you are eliminated. Up first, from Friends, Ross Geller. Everybody remembers Ross from Friends. Let me know when your answers are in. In for the win. In. Okay, in. Amy? Paleontologist. Eddie? Oh, great. Uh, museum curator is what I wrote down. Lunchbox? I put professor. I'm going to give all three of you that. Oh, thank goodness. Because he was a paleontologist, he did work at a museum, and he was a professor as well. Yes. So as a paleontologist, he'd make $106,000 a year right now. Not bad. Yeah. Walter White from Breaking Bad. What was his profession, his legal profession? Oh, I was going to say, that's easy. <laughs> in for the win. In. Amy, you in? Yep. All right. What do you have? Chemistry teacher. Eddie? 
Chemistry teacher. Lunchbox. Teacher. He is a high school chemistry teacher. $64,000 a year based on how long he had been there. Mm. Next up, Michael Scott from The Office. What was his job on that show? Michael Scott on The Office. And And for the win. I'm going to get this wrong. Eddie, what do you have? I have the boss at the paper company. Amy? Manager at Dunder Mifflin. Lunchbox? Boss of the paper company. You all three get that right. Oh, thank you. He is the regional sales manager at a paper company... Salary would be $78,000 a year. Next up, Al Bundy from Married with Children. In. Wow, Amy came quick. Yeah, I'm in. Amy? Shoe salesman? Eddie? Shoe salesman. Lunchbox? Shoe salesman. That is correct. Al Bundy as a shoe salesman would make $25,000 a year this year. Hank Hill, King of the Hill. I have no idea. Yeah, it's a tough one. You don't know, Amy? No, I... I, No. King of the Hill. Mm. Do you know this one, Eddie? Of course, 100%. Do you know this one, Lunchbox? I'm pretty sure I do. Okay... Right, is that then. okay I'm in or okay? <laughs> I'm in. Amy, what do you have? I have some sort of like factory or plant manager. Eddie, what do you have? He sells propane and propane accessories. Oh. Lunchbox? I have sells propane and propane accessories. <laughs> Eddie and Lunchbox are correct. Amy, you've been eliminated. Yeah! <laughs> okay, you two dudes. <laughs> Let's go. One of you can win this if you know... What job Carrie Bradshaw had on Sex in the City? Oh boy. I think I know it. Oh, I'm in for the win. I'm in, Bones. Eddie? I have a writer. Lunchbox? I have an advice columnist. I'm going to give it to both of you. Woo! Amy, you'd give Lunchbox that one, right? Yeah, because she did do a love column and she also wrote books. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll give that to you. All right, next up. I feel like we got to get harder here. Let me give you another easy one Homer Simpson. What was his job? (laughs) In for the win. Yeah, I'm in. Lunchbox? He worked in the nuclear plant. Nuclear plant manager or something like that. I give it to both of you. He's the safety inspector at a nuclear power plant. <laughs> he just hits the button if anything happens, yeah. right? <laughs> $51,000 a year he'd make. Okay. This one's hard. I don't know that either one of you will get it. Oh, boy. But I watched every episode of this show as a kid. Oh. So I'm going to hope. Great. Ralph Cramden from The Honeymooners. What? I don't know what that is. Yeah, what are you talking about? Um... Ralph. To the moon! He, he said that? Yeah, to, to the moon, Alice. Oh, so he could be. 
He's not an astronaut. Okay. Well, that's what my this. guess was. <laughs> I will erase that then. Uh, honey <laughs> Mooners, what could you do back in those days? Uh, man. Back in those days. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I am. I don't even know what that show looks like. It's black and white. This? Oh, mm-hmm. it's black and white, huh? Okay. I'm in with a guess. No clue. Okay, black and white. Got it. Lunchbox. Delivering milk. Milkman. Pretty good guess. Eddie? Carpenter. No. <laughs> Bus driver. Ah. Oh. oh, lunch, you didn't even come close. You wouldn't have gotten that. Uh, delivering milk. He was driving a bus. <laughs> Pretty close. Okay, how about Don Draper from Mad Men? No idea. Uh, mob? Does that count? Um... Ooh. Mm. Okay. I'm in. Lunchbox? Stock trader. Good guess, Eddie. No, he is a newspaper exec. Maybe a magazine. <clears throat> I don't think I can give that to him. Amy, what no do you way. think about that? Yeah. No. No. It's an no. advertising he- creative director. You're kind of mm-hmm. there. He does magazines, newspaper, whatever, but he wasn't really in a newspaper. Uh, all right. Okay, uh, speed round. Because I only have two left. Oh, <laughs> so boy. we have to do this. Just buzz in with your name if you know it. Charlie Harper from Two and a Half Men. Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Jingle Rider. Ding, 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 ding. Did you get that? Correct. Oh. There he is. All I do is win, win, Woo! win, no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never yeah! do And every time Woo! I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there. And they stay there. There he is. I'm happy Great for him. Fire. Are you? Yeah, he never wins, so good for him. Hey, I'm proud of you, Lunchbox. Nice job. And say if you had a bad day, the single best thing you do whenever you get home would be to start jogging. Which to me, I hate running at all costs. I, I do it, but I definitely don't think if I come home and, and the day sucks, I'm like, you know, I just I got to get on that treadmill. They say if you're dealing with job stress, researchers say you might be able to keep it under control by just when you get home, running. We were driving around yesterday. We got out a little bit yesterday. Uh, roads were still fine to pretty bad, but we had to get groceries. We had to take the dogs to the vet. Uh, we leave for a few days, and I go shoot um, my Nat Geo show this weekend. So we have someone who's working with the dogs while we're gone. So we, we went and dropped them off at the, the trainer's house. And I saw two girls out running. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> first of all, I don't even want to be on this driving. I don't want to be outside at all. And there they are just, you know, huffing and puffing down the street running. And now I admire that because they obviously are runners and they needed to get the run in to feel better. But there is nothing. This is to me only, right? There is nothing at all that is fulfilling and there's no joy felt when I'm running. I hate it. I hate every second of it. I had to turn the Arkansas game on and I'll try to do it just I'll strategize to make sure the Arkansas basketball game is on my phone when I get on a treadmill because I know I'll be so focused on that game while I'm running that I won't look at the time because I'll run for like an hour hard and then I'll look up at the time and it's been eight minutes and that really irritates me (laughs) so the fact and I'm sure they're right because when I finish I'm like okay I feel pretty good but they say if you run it helps with all kinds of stuff mood it helps with uh, obviously, your fitness, it helps with de-stressing. 
but running is not for me. I just try to find ways to stay active that that I don't hate. Uh, all right, there you go. There's that story. Andrea is on in St. Louis. Andrea, what's happening with you? Thank you for calling. Good morning, studio. Morning. You guys have made my day. Um, I just was curious what Eddie's win song is. I really love it. Eddie, what is the song that we play whenever you win a game? Okay, so it's called El Nuevo Tao Tao, and it's performed by my uncle, my tío Fufa. That's his band right there. And it's called El Nuevo Tao Tao, T-A-O-T-A-O. Was he a famous musician? Nah, nah. I mean, I think it's a cover of a cover of a cover, one of those like Mexican folk songs that like are really big, and he just covered it, and it's a jam. So I'm like, this is my victory song, and it's part of my family. I'm all about it. Is that him singing, or is he just playing? He's the singer, and he also does uh, bongos while he sings. He's is, legit. Is he still alive? Yeah. Does he know you play him on the show all the time? Yeah, but see, I think there's something shady about it, because I told him, like, dude, you have to get this song on like iTunes or something because I'm playing it on the radio all the time. He's like, uh, no, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. So I don't know if he's doing it <laughs> illegally or it's a cover of a cover that he didn't uh, get cleared, but <laughs> I don't know what his deal is. It's funny you still go to iTunes. <laughs> I'm like something, man. Eddie's like 2005. You know, <laughs> I was telling him, get that crap on Napster, man. <laughs> yeah, or LimeWire. <laughs> yeah, get, get that stuff up. <laughs> Get it at your local music store. I was just telling him like something, you know, because I'm playing it all the time because I win I win games. Let's go over to, uh, thank you, Andrea, for your call. <laughs> I hope you have a great day. Let's go over to Joe in Tampa. Hey, Joe, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Hey, morning, studio. Morning. morning. Hey, I was curious, Bobby. Uh, whenever a star calls in and, and, you know, y'all are talking, at the end, they always say, love you, Bobby. And you're like, mm, all right, bye. And I was curious, <laughs> does that make you feel uncomfortable at all? Or do you do it on purpose? Or what's up with that? No, I don't do it on purpose. But if I don't love them, I don't say it back. Ooh. I mean, that's the truth. So it's subliminal now. Now if you don't respond, we're like, oh, he doesn't love them. Well, right. I can like them. <laughs> there are some folks, some friends, some that I'm like, man, I love their music. Or I love when they're on the show. Or heck, I love them. You know, tomorrow, John Party will be on. You love him? Dear friend of mine, love him. Like, can't get, he's just the best. And so, if he were if he were to go, Bobby, love you, I'd be like, love you too, man. Yeah, I get that. But if I've only met somebody twice ever, and they're on the show, and I'm happy they're on the show, and they're like, all right, love you. Huh? <laughs> get out of here. I don't throw that word around. You have to also understand with me, until Caitlin, my fiance, I never told a person that. I was ne- that, that word was not used in my house. People didn't tell me they loved me. My grandma probably did a little bit, but I definitely didn't say it back because it just wasn't something that was uh, normalized. So I never said it to anybody. And now I say it all the time. I'm happy to say it to Caitlin. And I think it's opened me up in other ways too because you'll hear me say, man, love love you. Thanks for calling in. It's With, rare. Without the I in front of it because that's different. Well, I don't know that I go, I love you. Right. <laughs> that that's just feels like awkward internet. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I tell Caitlin, hey, I love you. But if Blake Shelton's on, I don't go, I love you, buddy. <laughs> but I'm working on it. I'm growth in progress, I feel. Um, I, I feel like we're, we're never not growing. So good observation, Joe. And let me ask you this, Joe, since you're in Tampa, what's the weather like there? Uh, it's actually kind of hot here. It's like cloudy and 70 degrees or something. Yeah, let's hang up on Joe. I'm just kidding. Hey, jo- Joe, it's icy and snowy here and... It is. No, uh, it's been, pre- it's been pretty brutal. 
Well, hey, I appreciate that call. Anything you want to say on the backside of that? Or are you good? Uh, just that I love you, man. Cool, 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 no. cool. <laughs> what did you rather me keep it real, though? Of course. Honestly? Okay. All right, Joe. Have a good day, bud. Thanks. You too, Bobby. Bye, bye. Uh, <laughs> Jessica from Ohio is on right now. Jessica, what's happening with you? Thank you for calling. Good morning, studio. Morning. Morning. So I have two kids, and I just wanted to know, I was thinking back, what is the first childhood memory you can ever imagine? Because I think back, and I try to think that like I remember something from when I was three or something like that. But I was just wondering what the first thing you remember about your childhood is. Man, that's a great question. It's tough, right? I have friends that, that swear. One friend of mine swears he can remember it coming out of his mom. <laughs> Come on. Okay. I'm telling you, he <laughs> stands on. by it. Now, I don't think that's true. I struggle with anything really. At, I, I don't know how old I was. I remember riding. We had a pit bull. We lived in Trailer Park, and we had a pit bull. And it was when my mom and my real dad were still together because he pieced out at about five years old. And I remember like hanging onto the side of a pit bull in the trailer park and like riding it around a little bit. But it's so foggy. The first real memory I have is probably my fifth birthday. Before I think school started that year, I wasn't in school yet. And my aunt had bought me this really small transistor radio. We were living in a different trailer park at that time. And I just remember the visual of looking out the window and seeing like other friends coming from their trailers over to my trailer. And because in a trailer park, it is so community based, meaning you either love everybody or you hate everybody and you're watching to see who's going to steal your stuff. It's one way or the other, at least for me and my experiences in the different places I lived. And so I got this little radio and she was like, go ahead and open it up. And I was like, cool. And I open it up and she's like, turn it on. And I turned it on, put some batteries in it. And she had called the local radio station and they said, we just want to say happy fifth birthday to Bobby. And I was like, oh my God. They just said my name on the radio. This is the craziest thing ever. And I think a bit of that turned into what I'm doing now. I think, but what's one of my earliest memories is getting that little radio on my birthday and then having the, the, the DJ say, hey, happy birthday to Bobby. I was in a little town outside of Hot Springs, Arkansas. And it was the station was KLAZ, which was my very first radio station I went to work for too. That's crazy. So... That's probably my earliest memory, but I don't have any, like, two or three. Some of these kids on American Idol will come in, <laughs> and I'll say, hey, so what was the start of this for you? And some of them are honest, and they're like, man, I was eight or nine years old. We'd be doing this. But some go, I was two, and I just started humming Johann Sebastian Bach. <laughs> and I knew right then. And I'm like, you're so full of crap. <laughs> Amy, do you have any memories from before three years old? No, not before three. I think mine is similar to yours. I must have been about five or so. And my sister, we were on a family vacation and she was annoyed with me. And she put me on an elevator and pressed up and then she left. So then I was wandering the hotel and somehow somebody made me my way back to the front desk. And then I was reunited with my family. But I remember that vividly. So does that mean, because I don't have kids yet, does that mean anything before three doesn't matter and I can just chill? I feel like five. <laughs> no. Oh, you do? I think five is yeah. the point where we start remembering everything. But I'm saying, nope. you know, with kids, <laughs> you can just take them to the park and be like, we went to Disney World twice that year, kids. You were only <laughs> I don't two. remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Regarding okay. that, yes. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. 
Well, this is pretty cool because it's from my neck of the woods in South Texas. There's a family hanging out in their house in Santa Rosa, Texas, and they realize there's a fire and it just gets out of control real quick. So everyone tries to get out of the house as fast as they can. They make it outside and then quickly they realize, oh, crap, we forgot grandma. Grandma's still in the house. How do you forget grandma? They did. I mean, I'm sure they're Russian bones, you know, so they like they said somebody's got to go back in and get grandma. So 14 year old wow. son, Bradley Garza, he gets a shirt to cover his face from the smoke and he says, I'm going in. He gets in the house and he just searches everywhere. He says it's hard to see, but he found grandma, pulls her out to safety. Everybody is okay. Wow. I wonder if it was like Home Alone with like, Kevin, grandma. grandma. <laughs> How do you forget grandma though? I don't know, man. That's good. He saved her. Yeah. Shout out. But dang, grandma, who you go for first? I know, but grandma, she got out safely, so everything's okay. Well, we love that, though. Yeah. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. My stomach was hurting me really bad last night. And so when I went to bed, I was telling Caitlin, I was like, oh, my stomach hurts. And she's like, man, it's such a mystery as to why. And I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, I don't know. It's an unsolved mystery. Let's think back. And I said, okay. She goes, well, you had a cupcake, which you don't normally do. I was like, yeah, it's good, too. She goes, yeah, yeah. She goes, let's just keep following the trail. Let's then see what we come up with about your stomachache. And I was like, okay. And then she goes, then you had some soup that we had for dinner. And you like that, right? I was like, yeah, it's good. Because <laughs> she cooks. She's a great cook. And I was like, yeah, it's good soup. She goes, okay, cool. She goes, then you had four of those rice patties that they come in that package. They're, like, healthy, but then they, I put, like, apple stuff on them. And she's like, get four of those. So that, you know, let's just keep following down the trail. And I was like, okay. Then she goes, you had two bowls of cereal after that. Oh, boy, dude. She's like, I can't understand why your stomach hurts. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so really, it wasn't an unsolved mystery to her. No, <laughs> she, no. She was, she was being sarcastic. She's like, this is the worst unsolved mystery they could ever put on. Because we know what happened. You eat like you're eight years old. Whatever. I stress eat, okay? Leave me alone. But I did. I couldn't figure it out. I was in bed. I was going, oh, my stomach's killing me. She's like, let's think back. She walked you right into that. Right. <laughs> well, she knew where she was. I was going on a, a little trip. And at the end of that trip, I figured out why I'm a moron. Uh, let's do the news. Come on. Bobby's Big Story. Well, it's very cold. And some places are suffering more than others. Let's start with, it's so cold that, one, a guy in Midland Park, New Jersey, set his lawn on fire to melt the snow and ice. The fire department had to put it out. Then a hazmat unit had to clean up the gasoline. So it was so icy and snowy, he, the guy thought he'd burn the snow away. I mean, I kind of think that was a good idea at first. I'm like, that's not a bad idea because it's snow. You're not going to like, it's not going to be a wildfire. But I guess it's not, huh? It is not a good okay. idea. That's true. People in Texas have been sharing social media photos of insane things like an indoor fish tank freezing over, a ceiling fan with icicles. A cactus oh. covered in ice, a laptop that's split in half because of the cold. Dang. A lot of our Texas people are suffering. People in Texas have been struggling so much. I saw on Twitter yesterday that the big grocery store where we're from in Texas is called HEB. And so they said that there's an HEB in Leander, Texas, right outside of Austin, that had a power outage during the shopping today. So the full store went down. And when that dropped, it didn't matter what you had in your cart. You could just walk out for free. Amazing. They were like, hey, just go. You need the food. We're not going to make you wait here forever. And this one's on the house. So cool. So, And don't think I wouldn't have done the supermarket sweep arm on the way out. <laughs> Real quick. Where you stick Ooh. your arm out and just... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it's all on the house? Well, I just would have said, well, I wasn't done shopping. 
I got to get more food for the storm. And like, really? You needed all that rice aroni? Yes, really? I did. I needed all those rice cakes because <laughs> I need to have a good old stomach ache tonight. Uh, so I, I saw that. A woman in North Dakota took boiling hot ramen noodles outside and put them on the chopsticks and then held it up and they just, oh. they just froze on the chopstick. Ranchers everywhere from Arkansas to Montana have had to figure out ways to keep their calves' heads warm so their ears don't get frostbite and fall off. And a lot of the small farms are even bringing their animals indoors. And so there are a lot of shots of like cows hanging out in the kitchen. Dang. Gotta take care of the animals. Wow, yeah. Didn't think about that. So that's that big story. A lot of people are struggling. Some folks are struggling way worse than others. The big thing in Texas, too, is a lot of water pipes are busted. They're boiling water now because they've had to shut down water in a lot of places. It's one of my friends who lives there who was also in Katrina was like, for me, this is worse than what it was when Katrina hit because of what their neighborhood's going through right now. So, man, our hearts are with you guys. That stinks. Uh, let's switch it up and do another story. Bobby's Other Big Story. On the music side of things, this song from Russell Dickerson, Love You Like I Used To, has spent 21 weeks inside the top 10 of Billboard's country airplay chart. So I'll play a little bit of this. It's now tied for the longest-running top 10 single of all time. It is tied with this song from Lone Star. I don't know how you do what you do. I'm so in love with you. It just keeps getting better. 1999. That's some great company. It right is. There. Russell Dickerson is killing it with that song. So congratulations to Russell Dickerson. His record, Southern Symphony, uh, hit in December of 2020. So go check it out. Uh, love that guy. Hey, look, love that guy. You just said that. I do. <laughs> Russell's great. Russell's great. Uh, finally in the news, a Dunkin' Donuts, quote, Karen raises a bunch of crap over a dozen munchkins. Hey, Amy, how many is a dozen? Twelve. Okay, right. I had to rewatch this video a bunch of times because I'm so confused as to how anybody could possibly think a dozen is 50. Here's a clip of a woman at Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> asking for more because she doesn't know how many are in a dozen, apparently. Here you go. I need more. 50 by zero. That's what a dozen is, not 12. 12 is a dozen. <laughs> I want more than 12. You don't need to be rude. I want 50. That's so sad. But you can have 50. Yeah. Just know that 50 isn't a dozen. 50 is basically four dozen plus two. <laughs> so she's being rude and she's wrong. Even being rude when you're right sucks. But she's being rude and she's wrong. Hilarious. I want 50. That's a dozen. <laughs> Where are you from, lady? All right. There is uh, no word if she got her dozen donuts. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I do finger quotes. Her dozen donuts. Over on the phone right now is Tammy in Kansas. Tammy, appreciate you listening. Thank you for calling. What's going on? Morning, studio. Morning. Bobby, um, first of all, I would like to um, thank you and tell you how proud I am of you. I'm a grandma raising a child now. 
and all the negatives that you've had in your life turning them into a positive. As grandma, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. It's very nice of you. My um, question is about Arkansas Keith. I haven't heard him on the radio much lately. I was wondering how he is. And my second question about him is, is he married? Uh, Arkansas Keith is good. He's he he's driving to Nashville for the first time ever next week. Hmm. He's never been here. So he hit me up last week and was like, how long is that drive again? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, about six hours, because we drive back and forth to Arkansas a lot. Then I was like, so he goes, all right, I can do that, I can do that. So he's going to come, uh, and we got some some stuff planned. I'll tell you after he gets here. Uh, hopefully this, all the snow goes away, right? It should, but he's planning on being here late next week. I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, so for those that don't know, just what she's referring to in general, uh, my grandmother adopted me for a part of my life, uh, raised me, you know, as a, a grandmother raising a grandkid. I, now I look back and go, man, what a struggle that was, not only financially, but how in the world do you bond to a dumb kid who's nine, ten years old, even younger than that, as a grandparent, whenever I'm like, I want to get this, I want to go to school, I want to learn, I want to do Bart Simpson, I want, you know, two generations separated us. But she was still just the best. And so... Um, Arkansas Keith. And then Arkansas Keith is, yes, for all intents and purposes, I think he's married. I'm not sure if they actually got married or not. <laughs> but he's got a girl. Yes. <laughs> I think they're married. He got remarried after my mom. I think. I'm not quite sure. Listen, I don't talk about that. I'll be honest with you. I, I just, I'm like, hey, cool. Live, live your life. I don't know. But yes, he's with someone. But I don't know if they got married or not. You can ask him next week. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> Uh, Tammy, thank you for calling. I really appreciate appreciate that call. Thank you for the nice words. You're welcome, Bobby. Enjoy your business. Thank you. Have a good day. Um, Brandon in South Carolina, you are on the show. Brandon, what's going on with you? Hey, how's it going, Bobby? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Uh, Bobby, I have a question. You were earlier talking about, um, you know, growing up in the trailer park and, um, you know, how your life was back then. Uh, I also, you know, was raised a bit by my grandmother. And, uh, so I do know how that, how that is. But when, when was the time where, you know, you were going through your life and you realized that, you know, you're going to be okay. You made it, uh, you've made it through the, the, the hard times and the, uh, and the, and the troubles. I don't know if I ever hit a click point where I go, Hey, I made it. I think there was a time in my life where I started to be grateful for all the crap that I'd been through as a kid. Um, meaning all of that made me so strong that I was going to make it anyway. It wasn't even a career thing because I'm never fulfilled career-wise, and I, I never will be. But there was a point probably when I was about 32, 33 years old where I looked back and went, you know what? You know, being kicked out of places, trailers, apartments, being moving around schools all the time, um, not having food sometimes, you know, being the... The, the free lunch kid that got made fun of, being small, being the, all of that stuff that I thought was terrible, that growing up, I cried, I got beat up. It made me so strong today that there was a point where I went, it's not I made it, but I can handle anything. Like I've been through it all. And I can handle whatever life throws at me. So I think for me, it was never a, I made it, but it was a, hey, I'm at the point now where I have, 
I'm basically running through life with a bulletproof vest. Now, sure, there are still points of me that are vulnerable that I haven't had to deal. I don't want to jinx myself, but there, there are things that other people have struggled with that I haven't had to go through. But I feel like at this point, I've been through so much that I'm so confident that I can get through the next thing that I feel like I made it, like I'm good. And I can also share that story with other folks who are younger or heck, maybe even older that haven't hit there yet to go, hey, it's like working out. Like I've worked out all these muscles for years, all these, man, this hurts, this sucks. I don't have the, the resources to do this. But in the end, I made it through because I continued to try. The only reason I didn't lose is because I didn't quit. And that's when I felt like I made it, when I knew nothing could actually derail me to the point of being incapacitated. Does that make sense, Brandon? Yeah, it makes total sense because that's, that's kind of how I am. I, I look at life like a, a checkpoint or like a video game. You know, you think about, you know, chapters in your life and, and, and then, you know, you think you, you, you've achieved something, you've achieved a, a hardship or something that got in your way and you, you've achieved that level. And then you go up on life and then something else happens and then you got to fight that and then you achieve that and you just keep moving on and moving on. So I, I, I definitely, uh, it definitely makes sense. We don't grow unless we're uncomfortable. And that could be, Physically, emotionally, like we don't grow. If we just sat on the couch and chilled all the time, we'd just be slobs who knew nothing and had been through nothing and could go through nothing hard. Um, we only get better if we go through hard times. It, again, I'll compare it to, to, to lifting weights. You got to put in that work to be stronger. Even as a human, you got to go through crap to be able to take on more crap. And it's awesome. I love it. I love what I went through now. And I don't look at it as some sort of extremely detrimental thing. I'm just like, Man, I hated it while it happened. Love it now. Kind of like Dancing with the Stars. Hey, while, I was, <laughs> while I was doing it, I was like, this sucks, man. I was working, dancing 12 hours a day. But after we finished and I won the trophy, I was like, that's the greatest thing of my life. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate that call. Thank you very much. Uh, Amy in Maine is on the phone. Amy, thank you for calling the show. What would you like to say? Good morning, studio. Morning. <laughs> I can't believe I actually got through. Anyway, um, thank you for all of your insight and wonderful um, words of wisdom that you guys share every morning. I think it's wonderful. Thank you. Uh, um, My question is for Lunchbox, and I want to know why he's such a sourpuss all the time. Interesting. Lunchbox, how would you answer Amy in Maine? Because, listen, I don't. I see him more than, like, a listener, if they listen for 20 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day. He's not always a sourpuss, but a lot of times on the air, things come out of you that some people go, how is that even real? Well, how would you like to respond to that? I don't even understand what a sourpuss is. I think I have a great attitude. I'm a lot of fun just because you don't like to have fun and be crazy that I'm a sourpuss. I don't understand how that makes me a sourpuss because I like to go sledding. I like to win the lottery and get rich. How does that make me a sourpuss? Like, I, I don't understand what a sourpuss is. I guess a, a sourpuss, maybe it's a main term, I don't know. But I guess a sourpuss in my book is somebody who's like a sore loser. Because um, you don't lose that well. Really <laughs> Who died? Listen, let me tell you. When you show me someone that loses well, you'll show me a loser. No one should be happy losing. Who, Whoever says, yes, I lost. Yes, yes, yes. No, when you compete 
to win. You don't compete to Why lose. Why are you yelling at her? Why are you yelling at her? <laughs> because he asked you a her. question, bro. I, I, I'm blown away by people saying you should be so happy to lose. Like, yay, I just lost. Let me celebrate. No, no one has a party for the losers. The losers of the Super Bowl don't go to Disney World. The winners do. Hey, babe, relax a little mm. bit, okay? I mean, she just called to ask a question. But I don't understand how I'm a sourpuss. Like, just because I'm excited and I'm crazy and I'm, I am I love to live doesn't make me a sourpuss because you – I don't understand that. I do not get it. I don't know what that I – don't, I don't know. Amy, I, did I Lunchbox just go full sourpuss on you right there? What? I, I, oh. Amy and Maine, I'll did Lunchbox right- just go full sourpuss right there in that segment? Oh, Totally. Yeah, okay. Totally. What? And I'll tell you what. Here's a learning experience for Lunchbox right now because what you just talked about with the previous caller about not being upset and, like, being a loser or whatever and learning from it, that's what makes it so good to lose. You might have something to learn from that, Lunchbox. But you know what? I still love you because you put your hands up and they stay there and they stay there and they stay there. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, that's what it's about. That's what life is about is winning. Life is not about losing. It's about winning. Mm -hmm. All right. Amy and Maine, thank you for your call. We really appreciate that. Yeah, no, we we love it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Pretty interesting. The take your take on life and his take on life almost the exact opposite. But we need different opinions. <laughs> we need different perspectives. You're like, I learned from my loss. He's like, there's no time for losing. Yeah, you gotta listen, win. I wrote a whole book about called Fail Until You Don't. Like you gotta fail to get smarter and stronger. Not Lunchbox though. Never wants to fail, right? Lunchbox. That's right. There's no right. point. Like if I can succeed at everything, why would I want to fail? Tom Brady exactly. doesn't want to fail. There you go. Nobody wants to fail. Exactly. Okay. Sourpuss. <laughs> so there's a show on Discovery Plus. It's ludicrous. He can rap. He can write songs. Man, kids don't even know how good Ludicrous was back in the day. Luda. Like, but now I don't know if young people consider him a great rapper. He's awesome when we were younger. Um, also, Ludicrous can act, too. But he has a, a, a whole new show here. Luda can't cook. Special. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds cool. Yeah, it's on Discovery Plus. Uh, it's a one-hour special that debuts next week. So it comes out Thursday, February 25th on Discovery Plus, the app. Uh, we have the app on Apple TV is how we watch it. It's how I watch kids cooking championships. We're on to the final season now. So we are, I think, two episodes into the very final season. That show, man, I'm in. Is your kid still in? Well, my kid won the last season. Okay, yeah, Grace and the girl I picked won the whole season. So I'm up 1-0 on Caitlin. We haven't picked our people yet. Because as soon as you call them, you ha- that's your person. And you can wait or you can call them early. So it's it's fun. They have a couple good hosts on that show. That uh, Duff, the bald guy. And then, you don't know who that is? No. And then Valerie Bertinelli. Oh, yeah, Eddie Van Halen's ex-wife. Right. She's the other one. It's pretty good. That's a, um, So uh, you guys check out Discovery Plus. It's fantastic. It's a lot of great shows. A lot of great personalities, plus exclusive originals all in one place. And it's about half the cost of other streaming services, $4.99 a month and $6.99 if you want ad-free. So be sure to check that out. I want to give you guys this hotel story. Like, imagine you're working at a hotel and someone calls and goes, Hey, uh, I think someone's cheating on me at your hotel. Can you help me? Because that's basically what this is. This hotel manager shared the story about a woman who wanted to know what room her husband was in because she was certain that he was cheating on her. The manager couldn't tell her because of, well, privacy reasons. You can't say who's in the hotel. So she booked her 
into a room next oh. to them. Oh. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Uh, and and then the, she did hear him with oh, someone else. Okay, here's the hotel manager talking about the woman getting booked in the room. Woman walks into the hotel and she quickly explains to me that her husband has been cheating on her. She knows that he is currently at my hotel with the woman and she wanted to know what room number he was in. Unfortunately, I could not tell her because of privacy reasons. And rightly so. She could have been lying to me. She could have been the other woman, you know? I don't know. So I checked her into the room right next to the room that her husband was in. Dang. She's not so sneaky about it, though. Like, Even she's like, e, excellent. She, yeah. And she's admitting she didn't know. I would just be worried. The Like, what if this woman now, if it is right there and hears it and, like, freaks out or he freaks out and then somebody kills the other person? Oh. <laughs> Boy, Amy took it A to Z real quick. Wow. I, I um, know, here she is. Think about that. Talking about what the woman found out after checking into the room next to her husband. It's actually kind of sad, and that's why I purposely left it out. She did hear her husband in the next room, and uh, she left kind of sad, but she did thank me before she left. It's hardcore, huh? Very hard. I mean, that's what she put on her TikTok. I put mine, Eddie walking on a, my swimming pool. <laughs> Quite the difference. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, Eddie, I'm going to pay you. Go walk across <laughs> the swimming pool frozen. Man, people put some real stuff up there. Uh, let's do the Bobby feud here. All right, guys. Speaking of married couples, the top things that married couples argue about. There are 10 answers on the board. Are we ready? Ready. Uh, up first this time. Let's see what we did, Amy. We'll be Eddie. Oh, man. This is bad. Eddie, you're up first. Uh, top 10 things people are arguing about as a married couple. How long have you been married, Eddie? 15 years, Bones. That's why I want to be really good at this game. I feel like we've fought about everything on this earth, so I know the answers to this. How often do you guys fight, you think? Ah, once a week. How how strong are these fights? Nah, they, la- they last for a little bit. We get you know heated up, and then I'm sorry, I apologize, and it's over. Who apologizes first? Usually she does. I kind of like get a little you know, straight face and I sit on the couch and turn on a game or something and then she waits about 15 minutes, comes back and says, I'm sorry. Even if it's your fault? Sometimes. Most, you just dig in? You just dig in regardless? <laughs> I mean, if it's a fight, I want to go as hard as I can. Okay. Uh, the top things married couples argue about. Ten answers are on the board. Eddie, what do you have? Number one, let's go money bones. Show me money. <laughs> number one answer. Next one. up. And I'm going to go number two, parenting. Parenting, kids always start a lot of fights. Show me kids. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> if you run this category. <laughs> I'm telling you, I know a little bit about this stuff. Uh, top 10 things married couples argue about. Eddie, what else you got? Let's go bones with in-laws. In-laws. Show me. <laughs> oh, wow. Got, got a little quick on the trigger there. Uh, relatives. Relatives. Yeah. Okay. Next up. I'm going to go with uh, household chores. You don't do a lot around the house. All right. Household chores. Show me household chores. Yes. At number five. So here's what we have so far. We have money, kids, relatives, and chores. There are still six answers on the board. Eddie. This is where it gets a little tricky. I mean, now it can be anything. But I'm going to go with TV shows. Watching TV shows. Show me television programs. Boom. Oh, no! I told you, this is where it gets a little shaky. Dang it. 
Okay, Amy, over to you. Oh, man. Okay. The top things to married watch. couples fight about. Okay. I still have a handful to choose from. Hmm. What about sex? Show me S E X sex. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and number nine is intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess I could have used that word. Sorry. <laughs> um, and he's like, see. show me boning. I mean, there could be worse <laughs> words. <laughs> uh, show me like, uh, Oh man, I'm stuck on uh, time. Sex again. <laughs> More sex. <laughs> what do you, Amy, what'd you say? Time, quality time. Show me quality time. <laughs> quality time leisure okay. comes in. Okay, so we have three, four, six answers off the board. There are four left. The top okay. things married couples fight about. Um, I mean, we always fight about like being on time because I'm never on time. He's always on time. So I guess that would be, I don't know how to say that. Like, shoot. Uh, what to eat? Sex. (laughs) 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 Okay. Show me what to eat. Over to lunchbox. Lunchbox. Uh, Amy, I liked your, uh, you, you had it right. It's punctuality. It's like when there you're trying you go. to go somewhere and you're not ready on time. Show me punctuality. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. There are four answers left, Eddie. Coming back to you. Now, here are the things off the board. The top things married couples fight about. Money, kids, and relatives, one, two, and three. And number five is chores. And number seven is quality time. And at number nine, intimacy. Or as Amy says, sex. Shut <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go... Let's see. I'm, I'm, let me see if I can phrase this right. Because uh, I don't know if a lot of people do this. And Might, just Maybe talk talking to an ex. Oh. That could be a fight. I mean, that could be a major fight. <laughs> but like <laughs> talking to cheating? A, an yes, ex. You think no, no, no. <laughs> just talking to an ex. <laughs> cheating. Well, yeah. DMing. Is that a dumb one? With- Dang, that's a dumb one. All right. Show me talking to an ex. I mean, you tell me that's not going to start a fight? Yeah. Yeah, but, okay, so is punching your person. There's lots of stuff to punching fight. Punching the other person. Spitting in their food. There's a lot of stuff that's going to start a fight that isn't super common. All right, what else? Am I up? Yeah, nope. you're up, Amy. Lack of, uh, like, romance? <laughs> Lack of sex. <laughs> Amy, what's happening? What is happening in Amy's brain right now? <laughs> Romance is different than than intimacy, guys. It's like being thoughtful and doing something that makes you show you're thinking of them in a romantic way. Show me lack of romance. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Lunchbox, it is over to you. See if you can uh, keep it going here. Yeah, I mean, this is one that I think a lot of couples fight with, and it's you spend too much time working. Too much show work. Me. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Work at number four is work. So top five are off the board here. There are three left. And you don't want to miss three in a row. You're basically playing as a team here. Yeah. As long as you don't miss three in a row, you guys win. All right, so, lunchbox, go ahead. Question: Did you count Eddie's as cheating as the talking to an ex? Basically, I would have said cheating. If okay. cheating was on there, I would have put that on. That's there. what I was asking. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna say uh, too much time on your phone. Ooh, yeah. 
Because I know Bobby spends a lot of time on his phone, and Caitlin doesn't like that, and they kind of get into it over that. So let's go phone usage. How do you know what we get into? Because you talk about it. it. You've talked about it. No. <laughs> no she don't. likes it when I'm on the phone. She wants me on the phone more. That's, oh. a, that's a story I'm going to commit to on the end. <laughs> All right, top things married couples argue about. Show me being on your phone too much. <laughs> oh! Because I have that on my wife. All right. Uh, Eddie. <laughs> okay. You got to keep the keep category going for you guys. For sure. I got this. Drinking too much. Okay. All of you oh. guys are picking your own stuff. You're like slowly. <laughs> <laughs> like we know where you guys are in your relationship by what you're picking. You're like cooking too much Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> Is drinking too much not on there? Show me drinking too much. <laughs> oh, Eddie. <laughs> I thought that was a good one, guys. Three answers on the board. Amy. Okay, pet peeves. Pet peeves. Yeah. Show me pet peeves. No, 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 no. No, no, we'll give you that one. Bad habits. Bad habits. Bad yeah. habits? Yeah, that's like pet drinking? peeves. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you get that one. Yeah, because, like, my husband bites his nails oh, and I, bad I habits. look at him with, like, such disgust. Yeah. All right, two answers left. Okay. Um, pet peeves. Oh, I know it. Okay, um, I don't know. Communication? Show me communication! Yeah! Yeah. And if you get the final one without all three of you guys get nexus, you each win. Okay. I don't. Gosh, I don't. A trip to your own house. That's where we're all snowed in. All right, one answer left. Uh, Top things married couples fight about. Oh! Yes! Driving! Driving. Show me driving. causes fights. It's not, Here. man, directions, that's a good one, Amy. How about mm. grooming habits? Again, you're all picking your own stuff. <laughs> I, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what are we uh, supposed to do Not showering night? for five right. days. <laughs> <laughs> Playing soccer and not cleaning your clothes. Uh, show me showering or grooming. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Eddie, if you don't get this, you lose. You guys lose the category. No. Can we talk if you about do it? Get, yeah, if you do get this, you, you guys win. Can I tell you guys what I have? Yes. Yes, Eddie. Okay. Social media. I have that too, but, but I felt like that's phone. phone. That's phone for sure. That's what that's what way I looked at it. Snoring. Oh, here's, a, here's another one that like comes from my house, video games. Oh, yeah. Video yeah. games, uh, I don't think most couples fight about that. You don't even play that. video games. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, hey, what about house decor? No. <laughs> House decor? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, who fights you guys that? don't get an hour to talk about this. Who Amy, fights about the house decor? Wanted, like, uh, uh, like these uh, aviator wings on in your <laughs> living room, and you're like, no, that's crazy. You guys, I'm going to need guys, an answer. think about it. I don't know. Amy yells, think about it, and then goes, I don't know. <laughs> guys, come on, you can do it. Think about it. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, what else could it be? Oh, I know. I know. What? Guys, we fight with this with Bobby every freaking morning. The what? thermostat! The <gasps> thermostat! That's, that's a good one, Lunchbox! Bobby likes to freeze us out of this studio, and that's what you fight over, because women are cold, or and women <laughs> guys are hot, and you want to lower it. it. Congratulations, <laughs> that's it. Lunchbox. That's it. Go team. Is that your answer? Yeah, for sure. That's yes. it. T- top things married couples Go! argue about. One answer left on the board. Let's see if you guys get it and win the game. Is it? The thermostat. Oh. I don't even know what this could be. Debt. 
Is it number eight? That's money. Debt. money. That's money. <laughs> we start arguing with. <laughs> no, money and debt are two different things. Dang. No, but, yes, okay. they are on the list. I put it here. Maybe you have debt from before you got together. Yeah, you're uh, right. See, Eddie. Right. Don't be that arguing one. with me. I didn't make the list. <laughs> All right, down. Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones. About to go take on the frozen tundra again. It snowed last night at just as it was starting to get a bit better because they'd been working on clearing the roads where we are. It then hit hard again last night. And I didn't sleep well last night because it is so bright when it snows. Isn't that crazy? And we're in a guest room. And so we don't have the windows aren't covered that, that wonderfully, which also says a lot about what I think of my guests. Like they just have to deal with it. <laughs> You're like, yeah, forget them. Yeah. Who cares? But I kept thinking the sun was coming up and I was asleep. I was like, oh, so I was waking up all night. But it's just the reflection off the snow. It's like the moon reflecting off the snow. Street it, lights, yeah. all sorts of stuff. It's yeah. bright out there. It's crazy. So, but it snowed here again. I think it probably snowed more than it ever has last night. All night, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. All night. And it was the thick snow. So we're just dealing with that today. And then. Are you going out? No. I don't know. I was hoping to go to the club, but oh. I guess I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but it's going to hard freeze again tonight. Oh, that's that's bad. So, we're just going to chill. We do have groceries, thank goodness. Uh, did you buy a sled or anything? Mm-mm. No. We don't really have anywhere to sled here. Like, right? I mean, maybe that street beside our house. That's what people are doing in my neighborhood, just going down the streets. Mm-hmm. Not very safe because cars are still moving, but yeah. they're doing. I uh, hope you guys have a good one tomorrow. John Party, Kip Moore, the Friday morning dance party. Have a great day. We will see you on Friday. Bye, everybody. This is a Bobby Bone Show. Bobby Bone.